0: The Cell Phone Junkie Podcast, episode 488 for October 18th, 2015. <music> Synchronized numbers and calling over Wi-Fi, data is unlimited, until it isn't, and band 12 revisited. My name is Mickey Papillon. And I'm Joey coppas Brought to you each week by the Cell Phone Junkie Podcast application, available now for Android, iOS, and Windows Phone 8 for $1.99. Well, the FCC set out filing dates for the 600 megahertz Spectrum Auction this week. The FCC said companies interested in participating in next year's incentive auction need to get their paperwork submitted between December 1st and December 18th of this year. Now, Along with the filing dates, the commission released detailed application procedures and other data providing the information needed for organizations to decide whether or not they want to participate in the auction. This auction will see television stations sell their Spectrum to The government, which will then in turn auction it off to wireless broadband providers. The opening bids will uh, significantly vary depending on the market. The highest opening bid tops $900 million for the WCBS TV airwaves in New York City. This auction has expanded or expected to officially begin sometime in March or April. It
1: seems a little unfair that the uh, TV are essentially being forced to sell off that spectrum, but that is very high. And also uh, these days with the digital, um, you know, the airwaves, it can compress the stations into a much smaller, you know, lower band. Because what does it start at like 200? And it used to go way past 700 now too, because all the LTE that we use in Verizon and Sprint and T-Mobile, that's all, uh, most of that is uh, TV's uh, former TV spectrum as well. So uh, it's okay that they're chopping a little bit off because we just don't need that kind of uh bandwidth like they used to way way back when the transmitters and receivers were just not nearly as accurate as they are today
0: yeah and the, to your point we're talking about 700 megahertz stuff which is the old uhf bands i think that was probably whether i don't remember what the channel numbers it was it doesn't really matter 50 60 70 somewhere in there
1: exactly yeah for on the old uhf uh yeah they were in the 60s and 70s and a lot of tvs didn't even support that uh in the past you know 25 years so those channels were just almost unusable Uh, but the other of course then on the flip side is of course this is going to be you know data networks and of course a lot of people are kind of moving towards you know tv via data so essentially this will be kind of converting it to that uh, pretty much if you got you know if you kind of spin it out into the future a few more years
0: that's an interesting way to think about it is that it's still being used or will be used for the same types of purposes it's just done in a very different way but uh, ultimately it's the transmission of video and other data over uh, radio frequencies it's very interesting stuff right at&t on wednesday announcing number sync this is a feature that will let multiple devices i.e phones tablets and smartwatches, use a single phone number to make and receive phone calls and send and receive messages from the account holder's primary phone number. AT&T says the service can work across operating systems and hardware makers and will even function if the primary device isn't powered on. The service is uh, can consolidate voicemails into a single inbox as well, and Numbersync relies on AT&T's network technology, not Bluetooth like other solutions. Uh, the carrier is also working with handset vendors to ensure device compatibility. AT&T said the first device to support Numbersync Sync will be available later this month, and more devices will become available over time. The offering of Number Sync will be free. Wow, this this sounds so familiar to me, and I can't just quite put my finger on why
1: this just seems just so familiar, but it seems very, very handy.
0: Yeah, it does seem handy, and something that obviously we will all uh, you know any ATT user that has uh, multiple devices will will certainly benefit from. And a little tongue in cheek, but certainly this is a um, it's a it's a it's a technology that is kind of this underlying thing that, of course, we've. And, and I'm sh- I'm sure you're either talking about the the Apple implementations or uh, or Google Voice uh, perhaps as well as another way to do it or um, going back a couple of years Rogers came out with something like this up in Canada where you could do this and essentially use your phone number pretty much anywhere and this was so it's not it's not new in the ability to do this but it's new in that AT and is going to offer it.
1: Yeah, and it it does seem strange that it took the carrier so long to uh, provide this feature, especially when you know Apple's trying to do it themselves and working, making all these you know real kind of difficult you know workarounds uh, with the FaceTime uh, relay and handoff and all this stuff. Whereas the carrier can probably implement it probably a lot easier. But yes, Google Voice is what I was referring to. That this is you know essentially what that is without uh, without all the hassle
0: right and uh you know ultimately this is a good thing you know that we're going to see this and uh, um if you have been a t-mobile customer and you've been you know using in ios 9 now the ability to have any of your other apple devices ring around uh, and and answer it even if you don't have your phone with you it's similar yet a little different in that t-mobile's implementation is is basing it off of the technology in ios 9 which allows you to then push the um the the basically the phone call out as long as the phone is on but it doesn't it's not on the network side it's not on the back end for the carrier but they did say on Thursday following AT&T's announcement that they plan to roll out a similar service um, but they said quote what we are working on will make the number sync version that AT&T is working on look small our strategy is to ask customers what they want and need and then build it Uh, T-Mobile did not say when its version of the feature will arrive, but uh, I would imagine it's going to be something very similar, which is just a portable number that you can move around and use on whatever it is that you want. Uh, It would be nice, too, if we could see it somehow tied into a browser so you could use it on a a computer, too, right? Uh, Or even a way to forward it to a desk phone, something like that. So, um, you know, just think about what Google uh, Voice does, and maybe we'll see this stuff come soon. So anyway, there you go. Then it was Verizon's turn, Verizon updating its Verizon Message Plus application for iPhones this week, adding in the ability to make phone calls over Wi-Fi. In order for Wi-Fi calling to work, Verizon iPhone owners will need to switch on advanced calling on their phones. Wi-Fi calls can only be completed via the Verizon messaging application, though, and will not be able to use the native iOS dialer, which still passes the calls through Verizon's cellular network. Now, the app also adds electronic gifting, improved media search, and scheduled messaging for sending uh, text messages at specific times And dates. Wi-Fi calling is available to the Apple iPhone 6, 6 Plus, 6S, and 6S Plus. Verizon hasn't said if it would be willing to make Wi-Fi calling available to Android handsets, but I would imagine it's coming soon. The Verizon Message Plus application is free to download from the iTunes App Store, and Verizon's offering uh trails that of its competitors, and of course, is being done in a different type of implementation. So Essentially, now you've got some way to make phone calls over Wi-Fi by each of the carriers. So this is a good thing for the American consumer. And I think Verizon had to come out with something. And I actually thought about this at one point, and I really hadn't recently, though. And how in the world they were going to uh, resolve this when they said, we are not going to do Wi-Fi calling. And I thought, well, can they just do it in the messaging application? They're already doing it with text messages. Why not just add in phone calls? And sure enough, here you go. Yeah, that's good. I
1: saw it uh, appear in my iPad this week. I didn't try it. I, I should have, but I just got a little bit too busy. And I, it, 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 from I think it said that it would work over the iPad as well, just as a speakerphone, just like what FaceTime does.
0: Yeah, I get, I, why wouldn't it, right? I mean, you can obviously do whatever, um, you know, that you can on there. And it, so it's going to be just fine. Or you plug in headphones, right? Um, and um, so I, I think this is this is a nice um, you know, work around, I think for a Verizon customer, I, I guess I'm, I'm a little bit more dubious on, on what it is that I was looking for. And so interestingly, no longer with Verizon, but I absolutely would have taken advantage of it if I, if it would be available. Now, the question I didn't answer, which I, I, I meant to do here before
1: the show again, is to find out if it makes, if it receives incoming calls. Uh, I don't know if it can do that or if you can only place calls. So that's the one thing I really, uh, I'm curious about.
0: Yeah. Um, I would I would think that it would, but then again, I, I get it, and all based on um, push notifications, right? Uh, because you, you do get your text messages pushed through to the application, so that's good news. But um, either way, uh, it's it's still good to be able to do it if you need it, and uh, this would be would have been very helpful for me in a number of occasions when I was with Verizon. So um, good news though for those that are on the carrier, Sprint on Thursday opened new countries to its Open World Roaming program. This program kicked off in August with initial support for Canada, Mexico, and a handful of Latin American countries. The new countries added include Portugal and Uruguay, In Portugal, texting is free. Voice minutes are inexpensive and data is available at $30 per gigabyte. In Uruguay, texting and calling are free and they're offering one gig of high-speed data as well at no extra cost. Customers will need to have an international capable handset to take advantage of the roaming services. Open World can be added to Sprint plans for free. Interested customers will need to sign up online, in person, in stores, or via the phone. Sprint says Open World is now available in 72 destinations. Sprint suggests customers Who travel to other areas uh, choose one of its global roaming packages. Sprint also this week said that it will begin slowing speeds on its data network for its heaviest users. This, of course, a big change for the carrier that has historically differentiated itself by maintaining its unlimited plan with no throttling. The change affects customers who exceed 23 gigabytes of data in a single billing period, and once the threshold has been crossed, users See their data speeds reduced when cell sites that uh, that they're attached to are either congested or constrained. They say the quality of service practice is intended to protect against a small minority of unlimited customers who use high volumes of data and unreasonably take up network resources during times when the network is constrained. It's important to note that the quality of service technique operates in real time and only applies to if the cell site is constrained. Prioritization is applied and removed every 20 milliseconds and performance for the affected customer returns to normal as soon as traffic on the cell site also returns to normal or the customer moves to a non-constrained site. Sprint says the new policy will protect the network for the 97% of customers who don't use excessive amounts of data. And Sprint claims the 23 gigabyte threshold is far more than most of its customers use. So two things of note here. Really, 23 gigabytes people are using and really 3% of their customers are using over 23% or 23 gigabytes. That's crazy. It
1: is and it isn't. But, uh, you know, it's like numerous uh, people we have had write in and, and comments we've seen where, you know, people are using these connections as their primary internet connection. So, you know, theoretically, I mean, they're you know, can probably be using hundreds of gigabytes in a month. And, you know, with, if they've
0: got decent uh, LTE speeds, you can easily use that up. Yeah. And I suppose if you're someone who's, you know, using your phone as a primary computer and a primary video consumption device and and all of that, and especially with the bigger phablets that are out there, there's no reason why you'd need to have an iPad. And, you know, and then at that point, do you really need a computer in in many respects? And maybe you're just someone who just doesn't care about having your own personal, uh, you know, devices other than a phone. And so, yeah, okay. So I can see that because at that point, if you've got great service, what do you care about a home internet connection for? Right. And it's kind of like this, um, you know, it's trickle down effect. And so yeah, you may be using quite a bit of data. Um, and again, you know, this is a big change for the carrier who has basically said, yeah, we, we do not throttle you. And now they're saying we're going to throttle you if you're using too much data. So um, keep this all um, kind of in mind if you're a Sprint customer. Hopefully it's not affecting uh, too many of you out there. But if it is and you've got a specific use case or something that you would like to talk about, we'd love to hear from you on it. So let us know um, how this is affecting you. In T-Mobile news, T-Mobile dropping one of its promotions for the iPhone 6S where they were offering the handset for $20 per month on a lease without a device trade-in. In In a statement about the change on Tuesday, T-Mobile said customers can still take advantage of the other introductory offers and get a new iPhone 6S for just $5 a month with the trade-in of an iPhone 6 or a newer model phone and also only $15 per month with the trade-in of an iPhone 5, 5C, and 5S among others. T-Mobile customers must trade in a newer functioning device in order to take advantage of these new lease payment programs. Sprint is still offering the iphone 6s for a lease price of only one dollar per month sprint has not said if and when the promotion might end and T-Mobile this week resumed its 10 gigs for all promotion, including 10 gigs of LTE 4G data for uh, with unlimited talk and text and all the other benefits for each of its four smartphone lines for a total of $120 per month. Under the terms of the promotion, the fourth line is essentially free as T-Mobile generally charges, $20 for each additional line over the uh, obligatory two lines that are required on this program. The promotion, though, is good as long as the line remains active on the carrier. So if you happen to find yourself needing four smartphone lines, $120 for all four is a great, great price. Um, I did confirm when I was looking to make the switch over, this does not include tablet lines, but that really is no matter as tablet lines are only $10 a piece for five gigs. Um, So you're paying essentially half the price and getting half the amount of data. And so it it just kind of works out. So anyway, keep that in mind if you're looking to make the switch over this new program uh, or the old program back in play once again. And finally in the news, uh, for those still using devices on the WiMAX network controlled by Sprint, you've got about three weeks to find your new service or you'll be cut off from the network. According to a message from the on the old Clearwire website, all services and devices will stop working permanently on November 6th, 2015 at 12.01 a.m. in your local time zone. If you're currently a subscriber to Clear or Clearwire digital voice, voice over IP services and are planning to transfer your phone number, contact your new provider to find out how much time it will take to process the transfer. If you choose not to migrate by November sixth, then your your digital voice account will be canceled and you will no longer be billed. But at the same time, you may also lose your phone number after that date. So keep that in mind if you're still on uh, that carrier's WiMAX network. Um, at, uh, you know, we, I think we talked about this last week, how we had essentially um, you know, subsidized programs that were being offered here. And this actually picked up a little momentum. I saw this news uh, that the network was going to be shutting off. Um, we, we saw it on the website last weekend. And, and of course, now we're seeing it around as well. So people are starting to get the word out there that if you happen to be one of those device users, that you're going to have a problem here come in about three weeks. In device news, uh, Verizon on Thursday began accepting pre-orders for the Samsung Gear S2 smartwatch. The Tizen platform device includes a cellular radio for calls and other functions. The smartwatch costs $350 at full retail or $300 with a two-year contract. Service for the Gear S2 costs $5 a month. When added to a smartphone plan, the device will reach stores on November 6th. T-Mobile also said customers interested in the Gear S2 can buy their device online and in stores, though starting on November 15th. T-Mobile charging $360 for the watch, but also offers it for $15 a month for 24 months. Service costs $5 per month from T-Mobile. In software news, Apple releasing new versions of Pages, Numbers, and Keynote for both its iOS and Mac platforms. The iOS apps receive 3D Touch for the new iPhone 6S and 6S Plus and split-screen multitasking for the iPad. The iPad version gain new selection gestures for a, and a shortcut bar for reaching Uh, select tools more easily. The desktop versions of these same apps uh, mostly added to new multitasking gestures limited to devices with the force touch trackpads. Pages, numbers, and Keynote are free to download from the iTunes App Store. Yahoo on Thursday releasing a new version of its mail application for iPhone that added the ability to use multiple email accounts. The app now supports Yahoo, Outlook, and AOL email services that can be uh, used to manage uh, all in a single inbox. Though the uh, app does not yet support google's gmail Uh, one new feature to the application is the elimination of passwords so yahoo mail users enter in their email address and then wait for a mobile message alert to reach their phone you then reply yes to the alert and yahoo allows the users to log in without entering their password the revised application adds new tools for attaching photos and videos to email messages and improves the search function to include uh, file attachments as well it also makes sending me emails simple too with a long press of the compose button yahoo mail is free to download from the itunes app store and google play store
1: i don't know what's more frustrating is uh about setting up a new device uh is you know remembering all of your passwords or having to type them all in uh and they're both equally difficult and doing something like this seems just it it doesn't seem like it makes sense but it does uh and and of course it's a lot easier than trying to remember your passwords and of course trying to figure out where you type them in
0: yeah, I, I guess I'm I'm a little light on the details of how that Uh, authentication is actually going to work because why couldn't I just type in your email address onto my Yahoo application on my phone and all of a sudden it sends a message to when it sent a message to my phone maybe there's a phone number attached somewhere in your account or something like that I'm not really sure
1: but but what if you start doing this to other people and then all of a sudden you start getting messages you know pushed your phone saying why are you you trying to set this up so uh, yeah there must be something that you tie that ties it back where it uh,
0: won't be doing this but uh, Maybe not. Yeah. Well, either way. uh, Very interesting. And also this sending me emails, I guess people do that, right? Where you send yourself emails to remind yourself of things. I'm guessing that's what that's talking about. Right. So I I don't, I don't do that. So it, it seems a little odd to me, but I guess, you know, maybe it's a way to just remember stuff. And because you're always checking your email, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot better tools out there. Like, you know, task lists and stuff. But that's that's just me. I just like the, the different tools that are out there. But either way, uh, next up, Apple on Monday making its new beta version of iOS 9.1 available. This is the fifth version of the test software to be released. iOS 9.1 beta 5 is available for beta, both developers and public beta testers to download. It comes just a week after the latest beta and suggests that iOS 9.1 may be close to full public release. 9.1 updates features uh, uh, features for the upcoming release of the Apple TV and iPad Pro. 9.1 beta 5 is free to download for developers and public beta testers so i've been using this uh,
1: 9.1 basically since uh, before the 9.0 came out or right after now i can't remember exactly when and it seems just fine there's just uh, some more emojis all that really is uh, different as far as i can see and and what features they've published uh, when it f- hits final there actually
0: may be a few more things that it hits hopefully it's more stable as well right i mean that's one of the biggest things that you like to see
1: Yeah, and it seems pretty good. I mean, there's still little issues with the iPad. There's, you know, some rotation of the email client uh, doesn't seem to always be accurate when you uh, start it up. And, uh, you know, there's little things here and there, but usually Apple, you know, gets these things fixed uh, in fairly short order.
0: Yeah, well, either way, it's nice to see a dot release here come very shortly after the initial release of 9.0 so hopefully sometime in October maybe early November with the release of the iPad Pro we'll see how that all goes and LG on Thursday said the G4 will begin to receive the Android 6.0 Marshmallow system update as soon as next week LG will first push the operating system upgrade to devices in Poland followed by their markets in Europe, Asia and eventually to the Americas. Questions and comments this week kicking it off with a question from Ben he says question for both of you is there some way to know if you're on band 12 LTE do I have to get some sort of software to know that it's not very obvious here? As I have good T-Mobile LTE coverage, uh, but there's a couple spots I suspect may have not received it yet. Has the phone, uh, as, but as the phone seems to be getting better reception, I'd like to check. Also, as I previously talked about, I'm a big fan of the Wi-Fi feature and use it at home by default now. I do notice now that I can when I get a call over Wi-Fi, the call comes over my Mac as well. That was not always the case. Previously, I'd have to have an actual cell connection for that. Starting uh, sharing phone calls feature to work on T-Mobile. I'm continuing to monitor my battery life, and I have confirmed that the Samsung processor uh, is on my iPhone 6S Plus. I'll let you know if anything else interesting comes out of that, Ben. Um, All right, so um, let's talk about the second question first, which is um, the ability to do calls on iPads and Macs while over the T-Mobile Wi-Fi connection. Yes, this is new to iOS 9. Previously, you had to choose either if you wanted to do T-Mobile Wi-Fi and do all of your calls over Wi-Fi, or if you wanted the continuity feature where you could do um, the the phone calling over your iPads and Macs, but you could not do them both at the same time, now you can. And it's probably even something to
1: do with, uh, you know, the new Mac OS as well, because the uh, if it's coming in on the Mac, it's probably has connection to T-Mobile through iMessage most likely. Yeah. and, and fa- Or FaceTime.
0: Or FaceTime, exactly. And so I um, And I I would imagine we're going to see um, very little changes on the user experience side when they get whatever this number sync thing that they're going to use is. It's probably going to seem very similar because I would imagine they're not going to force an iPad to download a specific app to do this. I would imagine it would have to be built in on the Android side. Who knows what's going to happen? But uh, uh, going to your first question about band 12. So um, here's what you need to do. And um, you don't need any special software or anything like this. Uh, But you need to go into the system test menu, which is pretty easy. Um, What you dial, and I'll say this two times, so you dial star 3001, pound, one, two, three, four, five, pound, star, and then hit call. So that's star 3001, pound, one, two, three, four, five, pound pound star and then hit call or talk or whatever the button is and uh, then it's going to dump you into the system test screen and so um, there's all sorts of really interesting information in here um, and it, it can show you everything from your signal strength to uh, the tower that you're connected to to all sorts of different numbers and codes and stuff that you're going to have no idea what, what's in there um, I, I wouldn't uh, change anything in there I'm not sure that you can actually change much of anything in there but um, obviously you're not going to want to be doing too much in there but what you're looking for here is something called the frequency. Band indicator, and that's going to tell you the band that you're on. So, what you're going to be looking for is band seven, or it's going to say 17 if you're on LTE. And um, while well, you may need to wait a while for it to appear on there, sometimes. Um, because what it's going to show up at initially is like six digits or five digits or something like that. Um, And so you may try having someone push out some data to you, like an iMessage or something like that. So it triggers the data. Um, And uh, note, it took about five minutes before it actually showed up on mine and told me what what it was on, what number it was on. Um, But it it said number 17, um, or sorry, it was Oh yeah, I was going to say number seventeen. If you're not on seventeen, if you're um, on the like the older. Uh, network, it's going to be, I think, a number four, which is the 1700 megahertz AWS band. So if you're showing LTE and number 17 shows up, then you're good. If it shows as number four, then it's just kind of the normal 1700 megahertz AWS stuff. But uh, so anyway, that's what you're going to be looking for. So I just did this on my Verizon iPhone,
1: and uh, it's telling me I'm on band four right now, which is the AWS spectrum, the XLTE Verizon spectrum.
0: Yeah. So that's and it is interesting when you and, and I'm glad to see that it showed up very quickly for you, because like I said, it took a while. Did, did you have to turn off your Wi-Fi or you just or no? No, it just it was there. So that that's one of the things um, is if you're using T-Mobile and you're on T-Mobile Wi-Fi, turn off Wi-Fi so that it, it connects back to the T-Mobile network so that it shows the right connection. And in fact, my Wi-Fi was off before I started. Oh, so there you go. And so I think that's why it took me so long for mine to uh, to do that. So um, anyway, very interesting stuff there. And if you if you go to all you have to do is Google like LTE bands, and then you'll see you'll see all the bands that are out there. Um, and it, it's a it's a pretty interesting thing to kind of scroll through and see. Um, what what bands are out there and what they're assigned to? Um, so let me let me take a look here for those that are for those that are interested in this because it is it is quite fascinating when you when you really start to to kind of dig into this stuff and just see who's connected into what what you know networks they're connected on. Um, so the set band 17, uh, as I mentioned, or number 17 is the 700 megahertz spectrum. So AT&T users will see a number 17. They also have. Um, so that yeah that's the the 700 megahertz stuff they also have we'll see band four which is the aws apparently aws has some um some spectrum out there that they're still using um let's see what else is going on here in the u.s so if you're on sprint you're going to see all sorts of different stuff right so if you're on the uh the 850 band you're on uh it'll show number 26 uh, it'll show number 2 or 25, which are both in the 1900 or PCS spectrum. And then if you happen to be on the on the former Clearwire spectrum, that's number 41. Um, so, And I think I said 17. I think I said it multiple times. T-Mobile I think is going to be 12. It's either going to show up as a 4 or a 12. So sorry about that for basically saying 17 so many times since it was actually 12. Um, so 12 or 4, as uh, Joey mentioned here. So he was connected to a 4. So on Verizon you're going to either show a 4 or a 13 13 is going to be the 700 megahertz spectrum for them so um at&t is where you're going to see the 17 t-mobile is where you're going to see the 12 and verizon is where you're going to see the 13 if you're on the uh, band 12 so it's not going to show you 12 uh so anyway so there you go so very interesting stuff and hopefully that clears up what you should be looking for and where you should be looking for it and uh the next one here today is a voicemail from gary
2: Hey, Mickey and Joey, Uh, my name is Gary, longtime listener. Um, I just thought I'd share with you guys my experience with um, activating Wi-Fi calling on an AT&T phone. I'm not sure if you covered this topic yet, but um, I bought an unlocked unlocked iPhone 6S Plus on launch day um, over the iPhone app. And um, when you ordered it unlocked, it kind of defaulted to T-Mobile which was no big deal. Received the phone on the um, on 25th, uh, put my AT&T SIM card in. I'm grandfathered in on the unlimited plan, so I wanted to hang on to that. Um, on another note, I guess if I lost that plan, I'd be going to T-Mobile pretty quick. But uh, I put my AT&T SIM card in, uh, coming from an iPhone 6 to this new 6S Plus. Um, pop it in. Everything's working great. Um, a few weeks later, As you know, um, AT&T has uh, uh, turned on Wi-Fi calling. Uh, I went to turn on the feature and um, kept getting an error message. I called AT&T. They weren't able to troubleshoot it over the phone. Um, I dug a little deeper, looked onto um, uh, my AT&T app, and noticed that my device was showing up as an unknown device. Um, I live close to an Apple store, so I consulted with them and kind of were familiar with a few of these cases, suggested that I uh, go to um, AT&T to try to rectify it, um, um, maybe manipulating something with the IMEI number. Uh, long story short, I go to AT&T after dealing with their uh, rep um, for quite a while. Uh, The way we ended up rectifying it was to um, register the phone with AT&T as an iPhone 6. And then, lo and behold, the um, Wi-Fi calling um, worked. I guess the other problem with ordering an unlocked um, iPhone 6S is you don't get the Band 30 with AT&T. So um, something to consider if you're thinking about uh, getting an unlocked phone. But otherwise, if you run into problems with activating Wi-Fi calling with an unlocked phone. Um, that's the way I got around it. Anyways, uh, curious to see what you guys think. Um, thanks for all you do. It's a great show. Appreciate it. Bye.
0: Gary, thanks very much for the voicemail. Great feedback. And thanks, of course, for letting us know um, how you're able to get your device set up and running. So interestingly, you know, I didn't have any issues getting Wi-Fi calling set up on my Verizon iPhone 6 uh, devices when I started using or the yeah, it was both of them. When I started using them on T-Mobile, just went into the iPhone and turned on Wi-Fi calling and it got set up. Um, But I did read about a case of uh, it was this, there was an issue here related to voice over IP calling, um, but a similar issue basically ordering an unlocked device and uh, got the T-Mobile model and had this this issue in there. So um, I'm glad that you were able to get it uh, registered. Um, and uh, even though it sounds like it was a little convoluted in how they had to do it to get the, you know, basically the phone to show up um, as uh, as a device for at to allow this to happen. Um, but uh, but good to know that it did work. And also good to know um, that, you know, there's no band 30 on the AT&T, uh, w- or on the T-Mobile device, which is a new band that at and will be using as a supplemental band. So keep that in mind uh, if you do happen to get yourself an unlocked device that, you know, we're still in this uh, this world of uh, so many bands being used by so many different carriers and, and more bands coming online as we go here that uh, you, if you buy a device and you don't buy a device directly from the carrier, you do risk not getting Uh, the least and greatest with all of the bands that they are going to be using so again just a cautionary tale of just what could be happening your phone's still going to work it's still going to work great in most areas There's just going to be a time when that band gets used as supplemental and you're not going to be able to take advantage of that just like if you have an an older iphone and you don't have xlte as an example on uh, the verizon network so there you go next up question from brian he says mickey and joey um i want to start off by saying i love this show well thank you very much brian And he says, I'm in the process of testing out T-Mobile as a possible alternative to Verizon. The two places I use my phone the most are at work at home and have the worst service with Verizon. I'm using a $40 T-Mobile unlimited talk and text plan with one gig of data. I'm using the Verizon iPhone 6 to do this testing. So I put my T-Mobile SIM in the phone and it all seems to work fine so far. So I'm just wondering what I'm missing uh, by not using the T-Mobile iPhone for the testing. I'll report back uh, in a couple of weeks with my results of the testing. And by the way, I'm in Las Vegas. Keep up the great work, Brian. So, um, so a couple things, Brian. So, first off, the the biggest thing that you're going to be missing out on here is uh, by using the Verizon device, which is the basically the the very reason why I did not just continue to use my Verizon device. Was the fact that you don't get band 12, what we've been talking about here, and this is the the supplemental coverage that you get when with the new, um, with basically the new rollout of uh, the service here by T-Mobile. So um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a link here. It's spectrumgateway.com/slash/t-mobile-700a-spectrum again, spectrumgateway.com slash t-mobile-700a-spectrum. And the other way to get to that is just by Googling 700 megahertz T-Mobile or band 12 T-Mobile. And it's going to tell you, uh, it's going to show you a map, I should say, of all of the areas that are out there that have the band 12 in them. So uh, just for a perspective here for you, uh, Las Vegas does not have band 12 in or around it. Uh, and it doesn't look like there are going to get it there. So this could potentially not be an issue for you if you're spending the majority of your time there now the LA area the Bay Area uh, Portland Seattle Uh, even uh, it looks like Phoenix may be getting this soon uh, in parts of um, Colorado so the Denver metro area and up and down the I-25 corridor Minneapolis St. Louis all over in Texas Uh, looks like Chicago's getting it there's a bunch of areas in Ohio and basically the entire eastern seaboard is blanketed by band 12 as well as Atlanta and then down into uh, the Miami uh, general Miami area and then it looks like up into Orlando as well so lots of areas around it that are going to um, that are going to get coverage uh, throughout the US, but you don't happen to be in one of them. So Um, but uh, just do a do a search on here play around on here it's a great map very interactive you can actually see um, where you see the number 12 on there that means band 12 has actually been fully deployed Um, I happen to be in one of them so that's one of the reasons I knew I was going to be able to take advantage of this Uh, and then otherwise you'll just see where T-Mobile has spectrum in the 700 megahertz range so where they could potentially be rolling out band 12 which I you would just assume it's going to be most of those places
1: yeah and it's kind of frustrating when you don't really know where the uh, where this is going to be because it uh, of course the different frequencies. Frequencies have different, you know, building penetration and the, you know, the, the frequencies themselves behave differently depending on what kind of area you're in
0: yeah and it's a I mean the whole process is is crazy when you think about just how quickly the stuff is changing in a world where you buy a phone and keep it for generally two years and uh, you know at the end of the two years you could I mean it's not obsolete that's a little extreme but at the same time you know the the best experience is going to be on a new device it's not going to be on something that's just two years
1: old no and it's you know same way with the Verizon and the iPhone 6 versus the you know the iPhone 5 big difference with the new LTE band in there and of course even you know the, the the capability of doing the the LTE with the, uh, uh, the the LTE calling. You know the the that kind of gives you that you know simultaneous voice and data that still wasn't in the iPhone 5, which was frustrating. You know back in those days, and you know it seemed like for quite uh, quite a while there with the iPhone 5s and the iPhone 6. Oh, we're finally getting to this mode where we don't have to worry about you know frequency bands and we've got one device to fit all. And that's we're diverging really quickly from that.
0: Yeah, it's um, it's it's not getting uh, it's it's not it's not going as as well as we would all have hoped it would. But either way, it's uh, it, I mean, you, you just have to you know, you've got to look around and you've got to figure out what's going to be the best for you. And, you know, it is interesting here to to hear from from Brian and. I'm not just saying this to pile on with this, but two weeks now since we switched over to T-Mobile, I have not been happier with phone service, and I cannot even tell you how long. And it's not because of the price. I am I will pay whatever for a good phone service. And the other part of it is I would not be willing to stick with something unless it worked out really well. And this is like me putting my, my money where, where the stuff that I say and saying... I need a, a network that I know is going to work well, and this one works really well where I work and where I live, and it makes me very happy. And that's kind of what this is all about, is finding that network that's going to be the best for you in your specific use. Well, back when you used to have the iPhones on the uh, AT&T network,
1: and it just was completely unusable in a lot of spots where you were at, with the occasional time at home, you could get that seven megabits on that one tower way, way, way back when that was unheard mm-hmm. of. But everywhere else, when you went with the thing, it didn't work at all. And and that was so frustrating. I remember how excited you were when you finally were able to move to Verizon and actually have working service. And it's uh, again, you've kind of got that same thing in your new location. You, Verizon just wasn't cutting it for you.
0: Yeah, it was fine. I, I switched to verizon and then moved just a couple of months later and then just literally put up with verizon for the longest time because it, it didn't work really well in my office for a while it worked fine at home and so that was i guess kind of the saving grace there but um yeah i mean it's it's amazing i mean I, i've done a lot of traveling around the dc area and uh, t-mobile is solid uh at least in the, in the places that i go I'm not going to work great for everyone everywhere i'm not saying that at all um but for the gamble which was essentially no contract um You know, they pay to get out of the the contract uh, with Verizon. So, I mean, whatever it was. It's a it's a why not try it out. So uh, just uh, a tale of, hey, try something different if you're not happy, because what's the worst that can happen, right? Finally today, a question from Patrick. He says, hello, TCPJ. Can Wi-Fi calling be used as a replacement for roaming, like bringing a non-roaming phone outside the country and still be able to make and accept calls relying only on Wi-Fi? My Nexus 5 just got marshmallow. One notable thing is that the battery does work very well Um, If the phone spends most of its time on standby my battery life more than doubled with the update heavy users won't see much benefit though of course certainly um, Patrick this I guess would work for you as far as the roaming piece of it is concerned. Um, If if I understand what you're saying here correctly, because you could be using a, uh, like you're saying, Wi-Fi calling, um, that could be a number of different things. If you're truly talking about the Wi-Fi calling using your phone number and um, like the T-Mobile version of Wi-Fi calling, the AT&T, the Sprint version of Wi-Fi calling, then yes, you are on a uh, if you're on a Wi-Fi connection, which is basically a connection to the internet. Then your phone is essentially able to make and receive phone calls, as it were, if it was sitting on a tower in the United States. So that would work. Now, the other piece of that that you could say when you're talking about Wi-Fi calling is. Um, like Google Voice and using the Hangouts application to make phone calls over Wi-Fi, though I don't think that's what you're talking about. But either way, that could be used as a, um, like bringing a non-roaming phone outside the country as well, making and receiving your calls if, as long as you've got a data connection.
1: Yeah, and just make sure you you uh, keep in mind that when you're making calls, you, you're not making uh, local calls um, y- y- within right. the country that you're in, if it works. However, on at and support site, it does say that, uh, Wi-Fi calling outside of the U.S. is not available. So I don't really? exactly know if that means that they actually do look at the IP address and where it's geographically located that you're coming from because they certainly can restrict you based on uh, your geography. So at may not be allowing that right now.
0: Wow, that's very interesting. So because um, I know T-Mobile has actually talked about that. Calls made from outside the U.S. to interna- international numbers are still subject to international rates. So you can do it um, on T-Mobile. and But again, to your point, it, it's it's not local. Yeah, and and uh, I did confirm that I
1: saw that on T-Mobile's website just before I looked at this one that they say that uh, just keep in mind when you're outside of the U.S. using Wi-Fi calling that you've got to kind of imagine that you're in U.S. so whatever the roaming rates for your minute plan applies to that uh, to that particular country that you're calling depending on where you're at but it makes it's essentially making local calls and thus essentially getting rid of the the roaming issue.
0: Yeah, and you know the other interesting thing is if if you're on T-Mobile. Um, or any of the carriers at this point the international rates are pretty reasonable so I mean it's um, it, it's well at least it's better than it used to be so depending on the plan that you buy as well um, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that, that you can take advantage of if it's me I think I'm probably gonna try and do a little kind of roundabout service and if I'm making outgoing calls I don't really care about my phone number what phone number I'm making a call from so um, like I'm calling down the street to get you know theater tickets or something like that i'm just going to use google voice and hangouts because it's like a cent a minute or something like that um two cents a minute depending on where you are and so i I don't really care to to have the convenience i mean i'll just open that one up and dial the number and, and be good to go so um that that all works very interestingly but um this is uh this very very fun stuff to talk about because the the world is becoming so much smaller with uh you know kind of the roaming um you know the, the free roaming that's out there internationally with the international calling that's much cheaper with wi-fi calling it's just It is truly amazing. Joey, when you and I first started using cell phones, you know, we had numbers that were based in Minneapolis. We were living in Arizona and we could not make calls without incurring long distance charges. Uh, But we could have people call us. Right. And then you could. And then those calls would essentially be free for that person and free for us. But it was all about where you were at. And it was just the craziest thing to think about. Exactly, because yet yeah,
1: long distance was still a really big thing, and a lot of people did not have the at the time you know, the digital cell phone that was giving you free nationwide long distance, and that was a big selling feature of you know digital cell phones back then, is to get free long distance with
0: the minutes that you're paying for. How did how did we used to do that? I don't know that I'm thinking about this because we would be do we you had a Minneapolis number two right? Yes, and, and so we, would we. Would we would we just not call each other? Or how would we do that? Be, or no, we. I guess we had the bucket. You had the bucket of international minutes, or the. So it didn't matter. Yeah, um, the, or the bucket of, of Sprint minutes is what yes. it was. Right, that's what it was. Okay, um, but I remember talking to people that were not on Sprint, and I remember in in, in Minneapolis, and I remember calling, and I w- it would have this thing. I'd be like, okay, I'm gonna call, and it's gonna ring a couple of times, and then you call me back, and then and then we'll talk. You know, and then so then I didn't incur the international charge, and they were calling a local number, and it's like. Can you imagine like that kind of thinking about thinking about how to do that now? Now it's like, why would why would we even call? Just text me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's just how, how times have changed. Right. So anyway, lots of fun here. If you have any questions or comments for us, let us know. Give us a call. 650-999-0524. Long distance charges may apply if you're not in the California Bay. I don't know. who's <laughs> paying long distance anymore. Uh, or send us an email questions at junkie.com. Com. We'd love to hear from you anything you have to say. Joey, thank you very much, as always, for your time. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening. For more information about the stories you've just heard,
2: visit us at thecellphonejunkie.com.